What's up, everybody? This is episode 159 of the Masterclass Podcast. My name is Cam. His name is Dave. What's up? Hey. Well, I don't know. What's up? A lot of stuff is up, but nothing worth spending too much time on, I don't think. Wow. We are off to a rip-roaring start. <laughs> oh, you know, silly... silly um, Nothing has to be up, but that sounded so depressing. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, it's, it's it truly... The things that I'm dealing with are... And, and I mean more from a work standpoint than a personal standpoint. Work, work has just kind of become silly to me in a lot of ways with this whole quarantine thing going on. So, you know, and then I, you know, on a personal note, we sent our dog to a trainer, our two dogs to a trainer for two weeks and the, their behavior night and day difference. It is absolutely amazing how well behaved they are right now. So, so do you like yell at them in German to get them to do things now? Well, you know, that, that was one of the things she did teach us, but no, it's, um, no, it's much calmer than that. Oh. Much, much calmer. It really will be interesting to see how we look back on this time. Like, I, I wonder, one, you know, there's, there's kind of things that happen. I, I feel like 9-11 impacted our world significantly. Um, you know, the bomb, the planes flying into the Trade Center. and But in a lot of ways, I don't feel like it, it really changed a lot. The way you go through the uh, airport security is truly significantly different. And let us not forget the, the Patriot Act, David. <laughs> and the Patriot Act. This, to me, though, does kind of have that sense of it will really impact how a generation, maybe all of us, live our day in and day out. I think there is going to be significant sort of um, this will change some things for us. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we'll be like, oh, my gosh, 10 years ago, that was so crazy, so stupid. There was no toilet paper. James 3, verse 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is, he is a perfect man, able also to bribe his, bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses, so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the, the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among the tongue is set among our members, standing the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. 
All right. So my immediate takeaway here, Dave, something that mm-hmm. I believed for a very long time. Words matter. Mm-hmm. What, what you say matters. And in this case, how you say it matters too, right? Sure. And I, uh, I find this, like, I love all of the metaphors in this passage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm personally partial to the rudder and the sailboat one because I grew up I sailing. Agree. I sailed in high school. Like, my grandpa had a boat. I was on the water very, very often. Um, so much so that I didn't realize how not normal that was until I went to college in the middle of Indiana <laughs> and met a bunch of people who had never even been on a sailboat. They've yeah. been on like a pontoon boat or like a motor boat, but never a sailboat. And I was just blown away. And it was just my, me being naive, right? I was young. I had no idea that where I grew up and, you know, uh, the sort of socioeconomic circle I grew up in, how blessed I was to have the ability to be, you know, my grandfather owning a boat from before I was born until up until he died a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I just always had access to it. And um, it really is like his boat was like a 48-foot sailboat. This thing was not small. And the rudder for it, in comparison to the size of the boat, right? So it's, it's 48 feet long. It was about, I would say, 12 to 14 feet wide at its widest point. Mm-hmm. It had three bedrooms, <laughs> a galley, a navigation station, like two steering wheels. This thing was monstrous. It was built for the Mediterranean. Why the heck he had it on Lake St. Clair and, <laughs> you know, Lake Huron, I have no idea. But this boat was massive. And the rudder for it, relatively, compared, compared in size to the boat, is tiny. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I think maybe five or six feet tall, maybe two and a half feet wide at its widest point. Smaller than me. Right. When I, you know, when I was sailing it in high school and in college. Smaller than me. Steering even in the heaviest winds, steering this boat wherever it wanted. And I think for me, obviously, because of, of what I just explained, like that, that metaphor really does communicate to me how much power, you know, the tongue or words can have, what they can communicate. Like you can, what else can you do? to immediately send somebody else into rage or like exuberant joy besides words. You could murder somebody or you could give them $10 million, right? But like you can also say things to somebody to get them to go like that and flip the switch, right? Right. And it's it's just, it's really little, the tongue, right? (laughs) And it's, I don't know. So the, the metaphors here are awesome. The salt water, the fresh water, the olives, the figs and everything. But it just really is eye-opening to me. And I guess affirming of, of what I believe about words and communication. of Just how much is there. And then also how little, especially me, I think before I speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is, what, episode 159? I know in the course of the episodes before this, there's plenty that I've said 
without oh, yeah. thinking a second about what's coming out of my mouth. It's just, you know, and there's a lot that I would stand by, but I'm sure I could listen back to old episodes and go, oh gosh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> that's on the internet forever. Oh yeah. no. And I, I, I just find it interesting, and I'll shut up here in a second, that I, I believe that words matter and I believe that words have power and I believe that communication through word is incredible one of the reasons why I love podcasts so much right and music but it's at the same time how little thought I can put into what's coming out of my mouth especially when I'm emotional either really happy really excited or upset and the filter and the thinking just go out the window and it just word vomit and the amount of damage that can be done in those moments. So mm. I find the juxtaposition of my two, my feelings about it and my reality to be very um, incompatible. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where my brain is coming from when we talk about this passage. Yeah. To me, this is, uh, I bet we could talk about this particular verse for a week and not exhaust everything that is just in there. Yeah, you know, I, I just even think, too, um, so I, I, I completely agree with, with such a small um, part of our body, uh, whether that's represented by a, a, a bridle in, the, in a horse's mouth or a, ton, or a, a rudder on a, on a, on a ship, it is truly amazing what power the tongue has. And uh, honestly, one of the things I personally feel like I've been just struggling with lately is communication when I think I'm being effective, when Mm -hmm. I think I'm being sincere, when I think I'm being direct. And I just feel like lately, time and time again, I'm doing things that like, well, that was not my intended outcome. (laughs) You know, and uh, so there's there's an element of, and I don't even know that this is in this verse, but it's something that I just am, am learning and trusting God for is this this kind of this idea of, you know, I, so so I like to be in control. I like to know that I'm doing the right thing that I'm being conscientious, that I'm not intentionally doing things wrong. And I'm, I'm just, particularly at work, I'm just, I'm discovering that I can say things that are well-intentioned, that are sincere, that I think is the right thing to do. And it comes back to me. And I, I've screwed up. I've done something wrong. And it's very humbling. And... I don't know that this totally makes sense, but there's a sense of God just telling me I'm bigger than that. I'm in control and I know your heart. I know your intention. I know why you've said the things that you've said, that you were not trying to um, be divisive and an element of just trusting him in all mm-hmm. of that and, and, and even just redeeming um, the words that, that I do say. So yeah, I think, I think, there's two sides to this. One, it can be very intentional. And two, um, I think about, you know, just the Tower of Babel 
in Genesis and how God says he's going to confuse our words and uh, kind of, I, I think that there's an element of that still exists to this day and it's a lot of where our, our, our conflict comes from. But yeah, then, then there is just this very underlying truth for me of, you know, I praise God with this tongue, but at the same time, I can be very two-faced and say things behind people's backs. I can say things that are not complimentary of people um, that I would never say to them. And then the other randomness in all this that is coming to my mind, and I'll just say, say this real quick, is just the way people are very bold on social media, <laughs> but yet they will never say those things to you in person. And especially when you're, when you're uh, face-to-face with somebody. And, um, you know, um, I, I guess my, the, 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 uh, I think there's somebody out there, maybe more than one person that needs to just hear the fact that, uh, as, as human beings, we are sinful. We are separated from God. We all need grace. We all need forgiveness. We all need redemption in Jesus. And just to know that you know, because somebody will say something about you on social media or kind of on the internet where they can't, you know, I, I believe the world, the word that is used is trolls. And I, and that I think is intentional when we call them trolls. My point to you is, is you are not the words that somebody says to you on social media, on the internet, when they can hide behind them and that you are who God says you are, mm-hmm. and that the fact that you are a human being and that you are created in the image of God and that God loves you, uh, that matters and that is significant, and that you should never, ever allow... Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot on here. No, but I, I mean, what you just said had never even crossed my mind. When I was reading this passage, it was so focused on the words that we say. Right, focusing mm-hmm. on my tongue, focusing on mm-hmm. the tongues of other people, and not focusing on the words that God says. Mm-hmm. Right, like God gave us an entire giant, massive book full of His words, mm-hmm. often about us and who we are in His mm-hmm. eyes. And so, I'm going to read a quick passage from Ephesians chapter two. Uh, so it's Ephesians chapter two, starting verse one. It says, "And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world." following the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But, and this is where God's work come in, right? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Like, that's what God says about us through Paul, right? That we are his workmanship, that 
He mm-hmm. loved us so much that he sent Jesus, right, who was referred to as the Word of God. And the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was God. That even in our sin, even in our trespasses, even when we were children of wrath, sons of disobedience, all these like super cool biker gang names, <laughs> even when we were doing that, God was rich in mercy and God sent Jesus and God gave us the Holy Spirit and God brought redemption and God created us in his likeness and throughout scripture reminds us and tells us consistently of mercy, of grace, of reconciliation, of redemption, of who we are, of how valued we are, of who he is and his greatness and his grandiosity. and We are as his children. When Jesus says that we have become a friend of God when we're welcomed into the family. We have become sons and daughters. We have been adopted. We have been grafted into the vine. All of these words that are used to describe who God is and who we are and what he has done to bring us together. Like, holy cow, that totally adds a a separate, or not even a separate, a overlaying layer to James chapter three that I hadn't even considered because I was so focused on my tongue and my words and my meaning and how I'm commun- like so se- like self-focused on it. I had never in the history of reading that book in my entire <laughs> life once thought, oh, I wonder how this applies to God. Mm-hmm. And, if the, and if the tongue is so small a spark that can set an entire forest ablaze, what can God do to our hearts and our spirits with just one word? How can those mm-hmm. be set ablaze? How can that be brought to life? How can that be reinvigorated? How can that be reconciled by the word of God? Man, David, <laughs> you done blown my mind, sir. That's a really, I, I I'm really am quite flabbergasted. How's that for a word? That's great. I think one of the things you can say is that the Bible is about words. It is about what we say. Uh, you know, John John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made, and Word is capitalized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's talking about Jesus. He was there at creation, and the spoken, you know, God spoke, and creation came into be. Words are just just very, very, very very powerful. You know, growing up in the 70s, mostly the 70s, um, you know, we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> and like at the time, that was that was very applicable. And I think it helped guide me kind of into growing and maturing and kind of just just that mentality of of I should not let words what people say define me however it is truly 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 amazing to me how powerful words are and I just I really do I see it every stinking day about what is conflict really all about what causes people to do some of the most vile and violent things that they would do. And so often it really comes down to words and words that were spoken to them, uh, words that they interpreted in some way and caused them to behave um, in, a, in, in a manner that is not what God intended for us. So such an incredible, like I said, we could spend a week, I think, 
in these 12 verses and not totally hit on everything that is in there. Yeah. I think that's good though. Like we could keep going, but I think I kind of want to end it there. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is, you know, I hope the folks who, who listen to the podcast and you and I talk, I hope they spend time uh, reading the word for themselves, uh, God's word, mulling it over, disagreeing with us, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to them and, and impact them where they are. Because, um, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly, this is not something I say lightly. We've been given an incredible gift with the Bible and how God speaks to us through that. And when that question has been asked, if you're on the desert island, yeah, desert island, and you can only have one thing with you, what would it be? I genuinely can tell, I can genuinely say that a Bible is what I would want with me. I I, I realize that that may not have much impact on my survival and, you know, a utility <laughs> knife or a Rambo knife might be much more practical. Hey, uh, it's the sword of the spirit, Dave. It is. But yeah, I, 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 you know, such a goofy thing, but I, I love the Bible. I love the fact that God has given us, uh, his word, um, for us to discover. And boy, there really is this, um, we have to be intentional about reading it and pondering it and writing it on our heart and allowing the Holy Spirit to to speak through us and speak to us through it and even doing what we're doing now, um, you know, talking with other Christians and allowing God to to work through that. So uh, it, it's just it's just a phenomenal gift that God has given us in the Bible and. I'd encourage everybody to read it and spend some time in it. All right, friends. Thanks so much for listening to episode 159 of the Masterclass podcast. Really appreciate uh, your time and uh, your choice to listen to the show. Hope that the show is something that brings value to you, that you that you are uh, encouraged when you need to be encouraged, that you're convicted when you need to be convicted, and not because Dave and I are so smart and wise and all-knowing, but because the Holy Spirit is able to work through regular people. Um, and the, the word of God is, man, whoo, like Dave said, it can, it can get to you. Um, and so we just are thankful that, uh, you're a part of this little thing and, um, appreciate you. So hopefully you know that, um, that we do appreciate you for whatever that appreciation is worth. We just think it's really cool that you're here and we just wanted to let you know that. So, with that being said, you can check the show notes out in your uh, podcast app, or you can go to supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 159, and you'll find links to the stuff we talked about there. And I think that's it. Uh, David, say farewell. Farewell. Take care.